0: No, I'm trying to sing like Nicholas Cage for the
1: unbearable weight of massive talent It's searches oh, your... Okay, so we came out of the cinema. Mm-hmm. You're buying drinks. Yes. What did you say to... Prefer- you said, I'm about to record a podcast to a stranger. Yes. And then what did they say? Because it made me laugh out loud. Did they say, I don't have an aspiration to be a white man? Oh,
0: no, I know. I said, I said they were like, are you going to record, record a podcast? I was like, oh, yeah, you know, you should just have a podcast. It's good fun. I very much enjoyed running this one for, like, the last five years. And she responded deadass, like, well, I'm not a white man with an aspiration of being a stand-up comedian. I'm like, me neither. She's like, oh, that was a generalisation. But also, I'm like, no, no, that's fair. Oh, that's so fair. Much. Thank you. Um, welcome back to Heard You Saw. Um, I'm joined by Shay. Hello. And Rivers. Hello. Newcomer to the podcast. Strange new voice for you listeners. As if we had any repeat listeners that aren't Sean. Hello, Sean. Um, Hi, Sean. Hey, Sean. So we just watched the unbearable weight of massive talent. And we begin the show, as ever. Rivers is your first time on the show. And of course, you've listened to many episodes previously, I'm sure. You know, you're like, I'm I'm hanging out with Shay's friends. I'm going to do the research. I'm going to listen to the podcast. But just in case you've forgotten, uh, we begin every episode with a round of what we call one-line hot takes, wherein we... In a single sentence, feeling, sound, general noise, sum up your feelings about the film as will now be demonstrated by Shay. Uh, Shay, uh, your one-line hot take please on the unbearable weight of massive talent starring um, Nick Cage.
1: I cried more at this film than
0: Paddington 2. That's fair, that's good. (laughs) Can I say I've never seen Paddington 2? It's decent. I've seen Paddington 1 and I saw a lot of think pieces written about how it was like the quintessential British immigrant story. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm not sh- I
1: I think at the time Brexit was also like A very hot topic conversation And it is Got a lot about Immigration in it mm. And Peter Capaldi Plays like oh. Oh, god, yeah. He
0: does it. He's such a bad man In that um, Rivers Do you have a one line Hot take about The unbearable weight Of massive talent
2: I never don't like Nick Cage So a film <laughs> That's just about Nick Cage The fictionalised Silly version of Nick Cage Is basically my Ideal film Fantastic Hell yes <laughs> Um, And for my one-line hot take,
0: um, I just wanted them to kiss. That would have been the third act twist we could have all gotten behind if Nick Cage realizes he can be a good dad, but also discovers a beautiful romance with Pedro Pascal. Uh, That would have been a a very optimal movie-going experience, but... Sadly, we were denied. So um, I'm trying. To, I've been trying to move the podcast away from like full plot uh, I just recounts.
1: Thought of a great No, it's about the ending. We can get to it. When we're we're going to get the to the ending. end? okay.
0: Yeah. We as I, what I'm trying to do with the podcast is move us away from like the full recounting thing yeah, and move us more works. into like premise stuff and just like um, Shay, do you want to recount the premise? Uh, of the this premise film?
1: is Nicholas Cage, down and out actor. <laughs> <laughs> Takes
2: He's one, back! Yeah, Not <laughs> that he ever went
1: anywhere. Takes one last job to go to like a very rich fan's birthday party. Mm-hmm. And at that birthday party, he is hired by the CIA to do reconnaissance and try and save a kidnapped... Uh,
0: daughter of the daughter. president
1: of Catalonia, yes. I believe. Who is suspected to be kidnapped by Pedro Pascal's character, who is a massive fan of Nicolas Cage. And shenanigans they, ensue shenanigans ensue exactly. hell yeah, yeah. alright and they love each
0: other and they do love each other deeply 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 that so I think it's
2: be- so beautiful
0: the way we're going to structure this is that we'll talk about like the ending and I think it's fair to say that with this film there's the first act and then there's like the third act because as they diegetically acknowledge within the film they're like we need to have a hook to get people in and then have transition to a completely different kind of film in the third act which it kind of does but I think we'll save like spoiler talk for spoiler talk um Rivers newcomer to the show Mm. what aspect of this film would you like to discuss um what's your background you mentioned you're a big Nicolas Cage fan yeah
2: I love Nicolas Cage I mean what's not to love he's such a character he don't always play such characters Mm. he's loves to be out of control and he loves to be weird with his body and his face and it's like that's the fuck that's what performance is all about like that's like uh, nobody new, like
1: new what well, what well, no not performance nouveau shamanic <laughs> oh, <yes. laughs>
2: thespian training yeah yeah i wish like you brought up sort of the first act third act thing i i mean i really kind of actually just wanted to be like this to slightly be a more like artsy just like just really, like, Nick Cage and this random guy. I didn't need any of the it's blah, blah, CIA, CIA action stuff. Like, that didn't really hook me at all. Like, that was the least interesting aspects of the film. Um, and then I just couldn't get away. I, I do love how badly the CIA is portrayed. Like, That's... <laughs>
0: I do like, <laughs> he found out that his wife was dating his dad. Like, that's not entirely true. And all the cops end up dead. ah oh, womp, womp sad times, well, well. Um, what's your favorite Nicolas Cage film? Connor. Oh, yeah. we do not talk to women that way.
2: Yeah, I love Connor and Matchstick Men. Ooh.
1: Mm. Shay, favorite Nick Cage films? We watched Face Off recently. Mm. I'm so glad we had watched Face Off. Yeah,
2: and I really regret that I haven't seen Gone in sixty seconds. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, I think Gone in sixty good.
1: seconds might be my favorite Nick. Gone Cage. in sixty seconds is. He wants to fuck a car. Fuck
2: <laughs> <him>. <laughs> he does like kind before of... Titan. Yeah. There was Gone yeah, in but sixty seconds. Yeah, but that's seconds.
1: the thing. It, like, just like this thing, there's such erotic tension. Same in Gone in sixty seconds. <laughs> like, just fuck the car man. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, get it over with. I think uh, Maybe so, another like serious film he's in Maybe to, But I can't pick it one I, like, I like Adaptation of course Adaptation's good
0: I, I like Raising Arizona mm-hmm. Even though it's not really a very Cage-centric film oh, Pig Pig last year I've still so not seen it Everyone I, says Pig is really I've good loved Pig Pig was so okay. beautiful
1: Alright All
0: right. I think For expectations Ooh, for this yeah, film wait, what's, what's, um? I think I think probably Raising Arizona for me I also really like Con Air. Like mm-hmm. I remember seeing that When I was like 12, 13, and being like, yeah, yes. yeah, this
2: is fucking great. Yeah.
0: Um,
2: I... Does that also have Buscemi in it? Yeah, yes. yes. And, so it's and, like and, how... and Malkovich. Yeah, it's like this.
1: And, oh
0: god, John Malkovich is Yves in <laughs> and so
1: yeah. very weird, just podcasting.
0: character actor central kind yeah. of thing. Um, I remember like not being super into The Rock. Like I, I think was I in the I, rock. I saw The Rock quite late, and like I, at the time it was I think I was about 22, 23 or something. And it was, like, hyped up to me as being, like, you know, oh, it's, like, the quintessential, like, because it's Michael Bay, right, it was The Rock? Uh,
1: Jerry Bruckheimer produced it? I'm not sure. I don't know Michael Bay's career enough uh, to know if he did. You
0: he don't, don't know Michael Bay's career? He's in the Criterion Collection, Shay. Yeah. He's I'm one of our again greatest again. living <laughs> filmmakers.
1: He's a very interesting filmmaker. He is an... Well, Uh Yeah. Sorry, what were you going to say? No, I was
0: going to say, like, I, I saw it, and it was one of those films that... I could understand why people really, really liked it. Um, I've always been like a little sort of agnostic on like Sean Connery
2: as an actor. But I feel that way too. I'm just getting out my phone so that I can look up Nick Cage's entire filmography. Go for film it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, like lo- we love like to
0: have live research it. on the yeah, podcast. It shows like we're doing the work
2: for you, the <laughs> listener.
0: But the thing I found with it is that I remember even at the time being like, Huh, Nicolas Cage as an action star
2: was... Fair sure enough,
0: okay, we're going to... Intermittent background music. It's it's one of those things about this Nicolas Cage... It was like a perfect place to record. It and was, then... and then we have that one speaker above us. Don't worry about it, we're a professional podcast with professional values. And no one's going nice. to worry. At least it's not a door alarm going off for the entirety yes. of the show. What? But I think the thing with Nicolas Cage as an actor, and I feel like if we're going to talk about this film, we have to kind of talk about Cage as a performer, is to me he's always been more like the weird weird little indie goblin that I think he's, you know, his career really started out in, but he does that have this interesting healthy pedigree of being like notionally an action star. It's like he was meant, he was gonna play Superman in the fucking, was it Kevin Smith? Superman, right?
1: Yeah, written by Kevin Smith, directed by Tim Burton.
0: Yeah, which right? Does does not the mind just <laughs> rebel at the thought of long hair Nicolas Cage with like a glowing S on his chest? And he's He's one of those people that, like, can fall into those action-centric roles, which they play into in this film to a certain extent. What have you found? I
2: forgot that he was in Left Behind. So, do people know? Oh, I
0: know about the Left Behind series. So,
2: I grew up in a... Just so you know, podcast listeners, I grew up in a really, like, sort of fundamentalist Christian... Area and I went to really fundamentalist Christian school and those books that were really huge called the Left Behind series. Yes. Which is about basically what happens after the resurrection. The and, rapture. And all the rapture, yes. Yeah. So yeah, not the resurrection. <laughs> that, they don't, yeah, get, to that think, like don't get to that until book twelve. Yeah, 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 yeah. Book
0: twelve, Jesus comes back and he's pissed. Anyway,
2: horrible Does Nicholas
0: Cage play
2: Jesus? No, he plays Rayford, who's the like the protagonist. He's like Um, the he was like an airline
0: pilot or something, right? I read the first. And he doesn't
2: get taken, so he's one of the ones that did not um, accept Jesus Christ as his personal savior, and he's left behind. Yes. Yeah. Um. Wow. And it was like it didn't even it wasn't even it was like not even it didn't go to cinemas. I I hesitate to even call it like straight to video. It was like straight to Christian video stores. Exactly. It's like. Wow, Nick Cage.
0: Because that when did that film come out? That would have been like what? I assume like two thousand and two. I'm gonna take that's a that's a guess.
2: <sighs> yeah, this is clearly wrong because it says two thousand and fourteen, but that's not right. That's not right. That that that's, not, right. that's not right. A uh, life Maybe behind Maybe it
1: was like film. buried and then it <laughs> and, and <laughs> got re- released finally in twenty fourteen.
0: I think. But the, the thing is, is the Cage is an interesting. I mean, like, like fucking Community literally has a joke about is Nicolas Cage a good actor. Where do we fall on, like, the cage?
1: I feel like we discussed this in Mandy when we did the Mandy podcast. Because I think he's a good actor. I I think
0: he's good. There's
1: a bit in Mandy...
0: But he's specific.
1: Yeah, he was, like, screaming and people were laughing in the cinemas. But actually, it was quite an emotional moment. Yeah, it was like a payoff bit. yeah. So I think people can easily dismiss him and laugh at him. Which, obviously, this film plays on. Yeah. He's not just an actor, he's a cultural icon.
2: That has laughable tendencies
1: to him. he's yeah. a great actor. He's
2: a great actor. No, it's, I think. He's but great. he's also just a weird
0: guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's a, there's also like. But the, he knows.
2: So he plays character. every character. Like all of that weird guy energy is going into the, exactly. the role. Exactly. But that's fine.
0: And it's like, I can't I, think of another actor who's quite like him, in terms of like his dedication to his performance, but also like the sheer energy, like. I remember when he played uh, the Ghost Rider, for uh, example. Maybe Willem Dafoe. Willem Dafoe is a, in the similar area, yeah. Of, again, kind of a weird goblin man. You know, like, it's that solid, like, sort of, yeah, <laughs> yeah, energy, you know, where it's like he's unafraid to go to these really extreme places of emotionality, and as you said, like, Rim's like physicality. There's a bit in this movie where he's doing a walk, there's a bit in this movie where he's doing a fucking walk and I almost cried from how hard I was laughing at his little walk. I was sad, but... So, spoilers. He... In this wait, 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 wait. Before we get... I, I guess, like, if we're going to go into spoiler stuff, um, broad recommendation. Shay, would you suggest people watch this film? Yes, it's fun. Cool. And Rivers, good. would you recommend people watch this film? Absolutely, yes. I would also recommend it. I'm actually going to recommend it to my mum. I think my mum would absolutely love the combination of Self aware, kind of like meta humor combined with. It's very like. You know what this reminds me of? Fucking Galaxy Quest. This is like a more meta textual version of Galaxy Quest where it's the performer has to step up into the role to actually be the characters that he's meant to be and learn something about himself along the way, which I know my mum fucking adores as, like, a character movement. So I'm heartily going to recommend it to people. Mum, if you're listening to this episode, hello. Um, also, you should watch this film. Okay, so the spoiler klaxon is going. We war, we war, we war. That's... it's a, We're in public. I'm not going to be doing, like, the proper, like, clax klaxon noise. Um, yeah,
1: but I like how you did a little... A uh, hand and, yeah. gesture that no one can hear.
0: Yeah, but like it, it trend.
1: Shay, you when, you when you've been
0: in the podcast game as long as I have, you know that the way that you gesture at the mic oh, really yeah, sells. I mean. Well, it, it
1: intonates to us <laughs> <a> certain <laughs> energy that we can continue with. Yeah, you can feed up
0: Sorry, you were going to talk about you're being a good stuff.
1: moderator, of the the
0: controller, controller,
1: please. Controller. podcast, podcast daddy. daddy,
0: podcast daddy. That's my title.
1: Yes. Uh, <laughs> what was I going to say? Oh, the walk. Oh, so yeah. he so he has to break out into a compound and pretend to be like a head of Italian like crime syndicate. Yeah, that no one's ever seen. So he pretends and he does like a funny little walk. What was kind of sad is that he didn't continue that for a lot of like the rest of like <laughs> the scenes that followed. Like, like you he didn't break character. Over, like he didn't break character for a bit. <laughs> like I feel like that was a missed opportunity for him to like. Oh man, keep I, doing that. There were
0: so many bits in this film where I was just like.
1: I knew that- I want to ask, did you
0: guys figure out that we were going to be- This was going to end with us watching the film of the film that we've just watched?
1: I thought, yeah, I thought it was going to be a Tropic Thunder ending.
0: Yeah, I also thought- well, to me it's the fucking Austin Powers 3. But oh yeah. (laughs) Same thing of just like, you know, and now we're watching the movie version of the events that just transpired.
1: This is what I wanted to say. Yeah. So you said they should kiss. What they should have done is they should have kissed in the movie version. Like someone else.
0: Someone playing Pedro someone Pascal. Playing,
1: and then, then like, when they separate at the end, it could have been, like, really much more longer look. Yeah. Being oh. Like, oh, we just. We just kind of like. What we, we could have had. Because I've got to go be with my family
0: now. Hey. Hey, Harvey. I've got to go be with my family, but just know that you're very important to me. My hand is on Shay's knee. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I realize that won't translate to the audio. I think, like, the moment where I knew... was. But, what, and also that Har-
1: Harvey would have written it as well. Yeah. So that would have been, like... A it's his delicious Nicolas his... Cage
0: fan fiction. Yeah. Yeah. I w- there was the moment when they were talking about, quote, having a drug scene in the movie while we were in a drug scene. I was just like, oh, okay, I see what we're doing yeah. here. We're creating our narrative as we go forward. Yeah. they bit.
1: also do, like, a bit where it's like, oh, and then we do the third act and then they go into the third act. Yeah. And they, they do a lot.
0: And there is that tonal shift. I feel like the, if I was going to criticise this movie, which, you know, ostensibly we're a movie critic podcast, I think that the transition- Put on the criticism music. <laughs> we're in the criticism zone. Whoa, it's all conceptual <laughs> and there's like stars flying behind us. <laughs> I, do feel like, I, I do feel that we're like a little bit on like an 80s sort of, hello and welcome to Film Criticism. I'm Bash Sternley. Here to tell you about the problem in the film. And I'm, I'm film.
1: Stash Burnley. Stash. <laughs> Keep. I'm, up. G- I'm giving this one a thumbs down. <laughs> well, Bash. I'm giving it a
0: thumbs up. Oh, we
1: just about, have to teach. You don't the know anything about cinema, Bash. You don't know anything about cinema. Okay, this is a thumbs down. That's it.
0: This feels like a Rick and Morty skit. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah doing. Just doing. Okay. Anyway, but I think if I was going to have a criticism of this film, it would be that that transition to the third act. I think I kind of felt a little bit of tonal whiplash, because we went from, like... the Because I kind of, on some level, even though I'd seen, like, a trailer and I knew there was going to be, like, car chases and guns at some point. You know, there was trailer stuff to get me into the cinema. They fucking got me. Um, I kept thinking, like, well, I'd kind of like it if it turned out that the CIA was just fucking
1: wrong. And that he's just a guy who really likes Nicolas Cage. well you called it, you were like, well, it's not him. It's his brother. Or his cousin. His cousin apparently. Was he too
0: pure of hearts?
2: He was so lovely and then they kept like, his cousin was always just looking very sketchy and like very Mm -hmm. mean. It's like why is this
1: character here? Yeah, why is he even here?
2: Why is he a character except to clearly be the villain? (laughs) Yeah. I didn't mind the, the shift actually. No? Except that... I mean, I could have, like, like I said before, I could have like not had the action components at all. Yeah. But then I was like, you know what? I'm here for this. Yeah. I was like, I'm I'm along for this wild Nick Cage ride. It was a like, very explosive, take me where you
1: want to take I was trying finish. to fit in all of Nick Cage into a film and a big part of Nick Cage is action stuff. His
0: complicated relationship to like, like action films.
1: Even with our tonal shift, there was like still, when it went into like, okay, we're going into third act. It went straight away to them just like admiring each other's shoes and having it and swapping shoes with each other. It's like. Okay, this is a sweet scene.
0: Yeah.
1: It's kind of nice and it's like, okay, this film still knows what it is. Are those
0: new shoes? No, I just don't wear them. I don't think they look good. They look incredible on you. I wish I could wear those. I think they
1: would
0: look better on you. You know what? We should trade shoes. Like, it's fucking great. Okay, listeners. You missed
2: it. I missed this scene because I had to go to the toilet. Yeah, just but they well. just <laughs> did it for me. So Between I'm, the two of us, uh, like, we could be so in that car. I, yeah. <laughs> so thank you. You're thank welcome. you for that. You're welcome.
0: I think the. Um,
1: uh, wow, Chris is corner cool
0: now. I mean, yeah, well, it's like I don't really have much negative to say. I think the other thing I was going to comment that really stuck out to me was like how tightly and slickly edited this was. Of like, there were so many really good cuts where they present a hanging action and immediately hard cut to like the you know the results of that. You know, so many fun moments of like I'm definitely not doing the thing. Hard cut to him doing the thing or whatever. Like. That transition from when he went of like looking in the mirror to if the camera panned to the left and he was back at the party like yeah. after having like, set up the cameras. And then kind of shot
1: where he's looking at his wax.
0: Yeah, uh, and they pan round in pan his, around his around own the face.
1: And comes onto the, now it's sexy. Yeah,
0: I think that that's the thing that really kind of like, in some ways elevated this film because like, it's not like, This movie is kind of smart, but not—it's saying that much smart, not that many smart things. I think that's fair to say. It's like very well constructed and knows exactly what it's doing. But what it's doing is reflecting and sort of refracting Nicolas Cage's personality as a media figure, as an actor, as like you know this weird goblin man who we all know from the films. And I think it like it does it very elegantly. I was surprised at how slickly put together and intelligent a lot of the editing and like cutting together and pacing of this film was. Because there's no fat on it, like you know, it's very sort of like always to the point, always going places always trying to keep you engaged and I was just like, that's that's a really enjoyable energy to have in this kind of film, especially in what is ostensibly a two person performance based kind of bromance movie for the vast majority of it. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. I I love it It, when I make a point that's good And everyone just goes, yeah Nick, you're very clever clever.
1: Thank you (laughs) Um, I would say I wish there was more little Nicky
0: Yes, I was also surprised That there was not more little Nicky
1: Yeah Uh, In the film, he imagines His youngest like Very narcissistically a hallucination of himself And himself He's like, where's star? Nicholas, fuck it
0: and then goes for the, yeah. Oh,
1: Cage! Yeah. Uh, yeah, that, that's my other criticism.
0: I did think there was gonna be more than that. I was a little surprised when they set that up very early and then only had like, what, two other ones? Yeah. Two was, other scenes?
1: Two other scenes, yeah. No,
0: was... though, we gotta give this film props. Nicolas Cage did make out with himself on camera, which I was like, yes.
2: When that happened, I, was th- I, ha- I did like my, I was like, oh, there's like a 0.001% chance that this film will have any gay content. But then when I saw that, I was like, okay, well, maybe that (laughs) went up a little bit to
0: like 1%. It gave you like a teeny bit of hope for my old baby. Maybe. Yeah. But then again, you know, as you said, fellas, is it gay to make out with your own younger self in your mind palace? Yes. (laughs) Hey, man. Just, just make out with yourself. It's fine. Come on. If you encounter yourself from, like, a different parallel timeline... Yeah. Parallel timeline, Nicks. I know you listen to the show. Or at least are on the show. I don't know. We're, we're all in agreement that, like, if some kind of mix across realities come... Shay, would you make out with yourself? Yeah. There you go. Rivers? Yes. There we go. It's... The thing is, whenever I confront people with this question, some people go, yeah, obviously.
2: Because, why not? Like... I know that you all can't see me but the, ans- the answer to this question will be obvious to you as well if you could. Oh. Hell yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like that. I like that.
1: <laughs> as, as you said at the end of the film, the unbearable way of massive i <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: trying to think what else I have to say. Who played his daughter? I don't know. What? That wasn't like... Because Nicolas Cage has real children. Yes.
2: Yeah, no. It's clearly a very fictionalised... Yeah. Nick Cage yeah, life.
0: and it's like I because I know that also like you know he used to live in Bath and like maybe still lives there. Maybe. So him being like this LA guy, I was just like, where's this? I don't, I don't know how. I said to you early on, I was like, I want to know how this got made. That
2: yes, I was thinking the same thing. I was like, and I was when you write a, a screenplay for this, yeah. are you writing the film for Nick Cage, or is the concept you have a, a fictionalized version of any actor playing himself? Um, but I think yeah.
0: with Nick Cage, yeah. he's so singular. Yeah, yeah. Like, could you imagine this if it was, like, I don't know, uh, Brad Pitt's, like, Good. you know. I
2: actually, I could, because okay. I feel like it is a whole genre, the like, the, the actor playing, like, a fictionalized version of themselves. Yeah. Um, God, I can't remember the name of the TV series, but there's one where Matt Damon plays himself. And I wouldn't think, I mean...
0: Entourage?
2: No, it wasn't Entourage, but it was another... Uh, HBO show starring Don Cheadle, he's a consultant.
1: Oh, it's House of Lies, is that what it is called?
2: Cool. Yes, yes. And it's an episode where he's trying to set up a charity. Right.
1: And is Matt Damon like, I want to win an Oscar, like George Clooney, just for wearing a Hawaiian shirt?
2: Maybe. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I think it's a hilarious episode. So I think the concept of in itself is pretty ripe for, like, sure. hilarity. You yeah. Know?
0: We're a very meta-aware audience yes. at this yes. point in society. Yes.
2: Here
1: are... So uh, I think in interviews, Nicholas Cage is like, I wanted to do comedy again. Right. Mm. Uh, like, people have forgotten that I can do comedy well,
0: or so, other people sometimes think what he's doing is comedy when it's not, yeah. like
1: you go back to the Mandy example. So either I think he's, he expressed to his manager that like, I want to do a comedy, and like writers were hired to develop something. Right,
0: because he didn't get a writing credit, I was watching that. Yeah. He's got a producer credit on this, but not a writing credit. And I was Ooh. like, that's interesting to me.
1: They did a Being bitch, and they wrote it and just hoped <laughs> for the best. <laughs> Is that how Kaufman did it? He was like, <laughs> he he wrote, sure Malkovich comes on board. <laughs> yeah, well no, well Malkovich, Malkovich read the script, called him, went, yeah, I'd would lo- like I'd love to produce this. Can we make it someone else? And he's like, no. I <laughs> and said so the project just stop there. It's like imagine being like, no, I don't want to make my movie. It's like they shopped around to a producer. Like, could it be being Tom Cruise? Could it be being oh, Brad Pitt? God,
0: and he's being like, Tom Cruise. No, to be fair, I could view, I could see this film yeah, with, Tom with Tom Cruise. Cruise exactly. That would work yeah. scarily well. <laughs> yeah. Like, I can really envisage, like, Tom Cruise visualising a younger version of himself being like, hey man, yeah. you're Tom fucking Cruise! You say that, but the Scientologist would murder
1: him. If he that's true,
0: that's true. Us. But no, they would just have to scrupulously not mention any Scientology stuff. You know, it just graft Tom Cruise into this exact role with, like, the same backstory, like, oh, he's estranged from a daughter and he's got his marriage is breaking up. All of those things technically true. Does he have a kid, Tom Cruise? He has,
2: yeah. Yeah,
0: they just don't mention Zuri. the fact that it was because of a cult. <laughs> Zuri. Zuri. I think that's her name. Z oh. u r i. Okay. With, with with Katie
2: Holmes, right?
0: Yeah, Katie Holmes was the was the wife. Yeah. Who, who escaped? Good job, Katie. Yeah.
2: Yeah. What's going on? I think, uh, now I'm just uh, thinking about think Tom Cruise.
1: Kim. No, no, no. no, it's Katie no. Holmes. Katie I Holmes was she, the one... Nicole Kidman and Tom together.
0: They right, dated, right. but I don't think they got married. Uh, I, I have
1: no idea. I don't know the person alive. I mean, it's like hey. Um, one, two. He
0: now
2: won. I'm thinking about uh, a... Pilot film. Top Gun?
1: 2? Oh, yeah, so it's
0: coming out? I'm ready oh, what, the, it's like a remake, isn't it? No, or is no, it a no, no, it's a no, it's sequel. sequel. It's a full sequel?
1: Yeah. I think With... Miles Teller is like the new... Kind of maverick, and they but they need to, someone to teach these like. I think I mean I I not so Tom Cruise something goes hey we're gonna fly real jets in this movie, and they're like wait what? And no, I'm wait, gonna wait, teach
0: what? you how to suck an ice cube out of a woman's navel. That's in Top Gun. Oh <laughs> I, I okay. Remember in Top Gun when he has the sex scene and he puts an ice cube in her navel oh. and he's all like uh-huh, and she's all like oh 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 oh. Parodied in hot shots where he puts an olive in there and shoots it into her mouth.
1: Yeah, that's, that's pretty You know,
0: funny. yeah. Charlie Sheen.
1: I sorry. I was thinking <laughs> of the sex thing and do the right thing where they use ice cubes, and that makes sense. Yeah. Because it's hot that
0: day. Yeah. It's summer. That's on off. me and Jim's film list, by the way, to watch Do The, Do the Red You've not seen Do The Red I've thing. seen Do The Red Thing like a million years ago. Jim's never seen it. Whoa. Do you know what's a really bad thing? We watched The Help, and we still haven't watched Do The Red yeah, Thing.
1: That's, that's bad.
0: <laughs> I, did not, I will say, <laughs> I did not want to. I had seen that film before, and I was like, this film is bad. And Jim was like, yeah, I know, but I mentioned I'd never seen it, and a bunch of people on the LG disc were like, you've never seen The Help? It's only like the best civil rights movie, and I was like, "Well, that's a fucking lie." It's an awful film, and we watched it, and it's still awful. Still
1: really bad.
2: I'm sorry that my the face that I'm making <laughs> right now can't translate <laughs> to the audience. This
1: is like the spoiler tax and
0: Yeah, it's and... just like it's just the this shit. I know you're just drinking water with lemon, but like it seems to be pure lemon juice in terms of like the...
1: The best way to describe it is... Face... Squashed.
2: <laughs> oh, face off, what I found.
1: <sighs> Face
0: squashed, that's good. Oh, I just got that, period.
2: Ultimately, I don't think this is a film like we'll super remember, right? Like it was really fun, but I don't think like culturally it's going to be like. On the macro not scale, be, I it's agree. Not last, yeah. Sadly. For me. I, I feel like it could have been a film that did,
0: but. What would have What would have put it over the edge for you in like in terms of like being a more memorable? What directions would you like it to have gone that it did not?
2: I think it could have had a bit more of a voice, hmm. like a not a a like. A, not a political angle, but something that it was saying that mm. I think it was a little bit more interesting. Like, ultimately, I think it was just, like, was aware of itself as being for fun, and it was fun. And, like, yeah, like, there's a character art. Nick Cage, you know, is like, oh, I'm gonna care about my family more and be, like, less egotistical or something. But I think if it had something more, and if it had leaned away from the action a little bit to so more of the character moments and the relationship. I very uh, much yeah. agree with that, yeah. I think there
0: are parts of this movie that I will probably stick with me a bit more. Mm. I think you know the whole sequence of them being on LSD, mm-hmm. like running from some random people, and then seeing two people who look vaguely. So go, <laughs> "Oh fuck!" <laughs> and then jumping into the convertible and trying to drive where. Like that's just really fun. Like mm-hmm. in the same way that the scene in um, Fear and Loathing when they go to the amusement arcade while on ether, and um, fucking what's it, Hunter S. Thompson John, played by Johnny Depp is all like. You're approaching the turnstile, and you know you have to show your tickets to the ticket man, and then he'll let you in. But as you approach, you realize you're no longer in control of your body, and somehow, it all starts to go wrong. And he approaches this turnstile somehow just, <laughs> and ends up back on the outside, and he's like, yeah. I'm just like, it's one of my favorite, like, scene of actor portraying being on a fuckload of drugs. So I en- I enjoy that kind of stuff.
2: Yeah. I agree. Yeah. You. yeah.
0: But I think also, just like, um, I was surprised at how, like, kind of wholesome it was oh yeah like this I expected it to be a little bit more cynical Mm. and this movie came out with like its heart on its sleeve of just being like no cinema is a beautiful and transformative thing even if it's like Paddington 2 for example that like myth-making.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I loved when he used that word. So and <laughs> I was like, oh. A small part. A storyteller and myth making. I was like, I love this <laughs> shit. Yeah. I'm sorry. That I was... actually really touched me. Like, I feel like I was, like, I was actually into it. That's horrible. Like, yeah. No,
0: yeah, it's beautiful. <laughs> on, a, on a sidebar, you know what I'm pleased to see? Neil Patrick Harris continuing to be in, like, actual cinema. Cinema. Because, mm. well, we last saw him in The Matrix, Matrix. Resur- Resurrections, where he. In many ways was one of the better parts of the film. He did a really good job in that and I was like, he was good in this playing a Hollywood, you know, sorry, an LA douchebag, and I was like, alright, cool. Yeah. He's finding these roles to sort of He 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 knows how to play a douchebag. He does.
1: Good for
0: him. Yeah, it's a skill we should all learn. Yeah.
1: He's always known how to douche so <laughs>
0: Dear me! Oh wow, 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 Shay. Do you have another aspect of this film that you would like to comment on?
1: No, like River said, I think it was a fun movie, and I knew it was a fun movie, and it's nothing like it's not super memorable, but it's also like just a nice like touchstone for like Nicolas Cage film and fandom to be like, oh look, he knows, he's aware, this is, and it's fun. Yeah, and it's all, it's all in good. Good spirits. Yeah.
0: Um, it walked an interesting line of, like... I think Nicolas Cage can obviously laugh at himself, to a certain extent. And, like, with some of the characters that he's played, or the ways that he plays things, he must know that, like... Nicolas, this is some weird stuff that you're doing on screen right here. Do
1: you know in The Knowing, where um, <laughs> numbers... Ah, <laughs> The numbers! Where number, he predicts numbers? Okay,
2: this is... Okay.
1: I just need to say, like, each time... So, he, they find out it's aliens... Right? or like every no, time, I thought was something of, like that. No, it's not aliens. It's like, it's what, like God or something. What
0: happens when the numbers
1: stop? Yeah. Okay. But every time a bad thing happens, which he always just like grabs a gun and runs towards the bad thing. But it's like <laughs> it's like a tornado, or it's like a godly beings or whatever. It's like tornado. nothing.
2: Nothing that like
1: a gun would be useful for. But it's like the most American thing ever. Just like <laughs> this guy who's like. Incapacitated and useless, and just has to let whatever play out happen, just grabs a gun. goes like, maybe this will come in handy. <laughs> Sorry, I had to get that out. Here's what I
2: was get- gonna say, like, this is somewhat connected. This goes back to when you were asking about, like, who else could this yeah. film been about? And then I just, like, randomly thought, I feel like John Cusack and. <laughs> Nick Cage should be in a film together as brothers because I think they have a lot of similar weird mannerisms have they ever
1: been in a film together that seems no weird. they've been in a I, I can definitely tell you one from the okay what what what's adaptation? it a Adaptation Adaptation you Cusack is in Adaptation he's in it like as a cameo because they're filming oh. being John Malkovich in Adaptation
2: <laughs> the layers the layers yeah.
0: <laughs> could you make being John Malkovich but it's Nicholas Cage yeah.
1: no because that works because this film is about Nicolas Cage. Whilst yeah. being John Malkovich isn't about John Malkovich. No, John Malkovich is just a funny person for it to be. And in what? many
0: ways, like Charlie Kaufman's films are on some level about himself. Yeah,
1: whilst Nicolas Cage is too big of a character and icon, Malkovich at the time was like not super famous and not like he was a kind of weird level of famous like, oh yeah that's that guy with that
2: name
0: yeah well he's like kind of Steve Buscemi tier of, like yeah, people exactly. know who he is but like he's not a big star in the same Where's
2: way who's the number 23? Jim Carrey? Jim, Jim
0: Carrey I mean Jim Carrey could probably do this film but it would be no fun because Jim Carrey seems very self-serious at times
1: you, you didn't want sign too
0: I did not I heard he, well, I mean, one, he's like super Christian now.
1: Yeah, I think he's anti-Rax
2: and he's... Oh God. And, uh, Jim. Bad he's super Christian now.
0: Yeah. I, I saw a thing where he was talking about like how he'd gotten really into like his, he's a, quite a good artist, like he's a good painter. And they, they did a small documentary that kind of went viral, which was him talking about his approach to painting. And he's like talking about like, you know, oh, I really got into painting as a way to like, you know, sort of unwind and sort of be free and artistic process. And then he says, like, I think the exact quote is, I'm obsessed with portraying the image of Jesus, just trying to capture the meaning of that man. And then you're like, that's, oh, okay. That's a specific thing to really focus in on. And since he's been like very outspoken about like his very, very Christian ideology stuff. And you're like, ooh. Well, maybe not cool. That's a bummer. Yeah. Alas. Alas. Okay. I think we've covered all the major bits that we're going to cover, right? Yeah. I can't think of any bits that leap out to me. Uh, I have to say I did really enjoy when Nicolas Cage opens a beer, walks directly into a swimming pool and starts necking a beer on the bottom of the pool, and then Pedro Pascal dives in like a mermaid and takes him back to safety. That was very good. I enjoyed that.
1: I love. a beautiful song. I love him... I love to sing Pedro Pascal in, like, Speedos in a show when, like, he first approaches Nick Cage. And, like, goes, That's beautiful. Pedro
0: Pascal's surprisingly funny.
1: Yeah, well, he carried the film, in a way. Like, the film doesn't work without... His devotion
2: was so uh, His yes, devotion. It was, yeah. like, it, was, like, it was really lovely,
0: actually. Because yes. I, I, I don't have that much exposure to Pedro Pascal. Like, he was in... Um, Game Was oh, he? Who was he? Oh, was he um uh, over he's on Martel, yeah, right? Exactly, yeah, exactly. God, I forgot that was uh, him. Okay. And other
1: things.
0: Yeah, Mandalorian and But he's always been like kind of like I'm a sexy but like, you know, serious character. So it's kind of like a bit of a different speed for me to see him playing someone ostensibly comedic. And I'm like, oh, he's actually like funny and like, you know, not just like a sort of you know, What's the word? Uh, Sultry, sort of enticing screen presence. But also, like, kind of just funny and charming. Like, I I was a little taken off guard by, like, sort of, oh, yeah, no. Good job, Pedro Pascal. Big thumbs. So, we'll move to our final section of the podcast, which, for your benefit, Rivers, is um, we open with the one-line hot takes and then we finish with final thoughts, which basically mirrors itself. So you have a... uh, one line you know feeling noise whatever you feel wants to come out of your face to sum up your feelings on the movie post discussion as will be demonstrated by Shay. you know how it goes when they're a newbie someone has to demonstrate
1: i'm done like hot dogs
0: on a grill You're t-
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> i love that line that, that was, was a, a very line.
0: good line that's very good rivers your final thought i, I don't it
2: was fun it was fun yeah uh, oh. i'm glad i saw it and yeah, yeah. I am excited to see what. <laughs> 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 Done in 60 seconds. Yeah, no, I kind of am I'm, I'm actually really curious about where his career is going to go now because I feel like it's it's a very similar trajectory also to um sorry now this is my final. No go for it. Yeah, it's fine. Don't worry. Whenever. Believe
0: me, people mess with the format of our podcast all the time.
2: Uh, I like similar to kind of Keanu Reeves. Like yeah. A kind of this resurgence and the Renaissance. The, yeah, and then, then as like where their appeal is just like them themselves like it's not so much in I, you, yeah i feel bad for
1: nicholas because i he i think he's really trying to do like kind of weird independent films mostly yeah yeah but with like very out there auteurs but it turns out a lot of these auteurs are dirtbags Aww. and like obviously after like it comes out after he's worked with them, so yeah. a bunch of a couple of films that he's done recently he's are just like... Pig Guy Bad or something? No, Pig Guy's fine. Pig Guy's yeah. a new guy, but it's fine. It, uh, Is Bad Lieutenant Guy Bad? Werner Herzog? No, 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 no. Was that Herzog? I didn't know that was Herzog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Uh, no, uh, Prisoners of Ghost Land. Sion Sono. Oh,
0: no, it's not Sion
1: Sono! Yeah. Oh, no! I like... What is colour Son- purple. What is Sion Sono? The colour space. Even
0: not the colour purple. <laughs> 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 That'd be a very different movie. What did <laughs> Sion Sono do? Uh, b- bad. young actresses oh.
1: doing something
0: bad. I was literally about to suggest more Sion Sono films for the podcast because I think he's a really interesting filmmaker, but... Okay. I yes. uh, don't want to put out content that could get us cancelled, guys. Oh, no. It can happen
1: at any moment. Um, dang. That, that, that's why the woman said to you uh, not a white man trying to aspire to be a comedian
0: <laughs> you need to have really to bad takes ta- you need to have really bad takes on the internet to get over in the podcast industry um, um, and I guess uh, to close this out for my final thought um, see now that you've said like the Keanu Reeves renaissance thing I'm now just sort of in my brain imagining the concept of John Wick but it's Nicolas Cage
1: man- Pig is that what Pig is? It's like an it anti It's literally John Wick, John
2: Wick, but like but anti, anti John Wick. Wick. No no no, it's John Wick. I'm sorry. It's, it's John, John Wick.
1: Wick, except instead of instead of a dog, you, it's a pig. You, no no no, but and then the third <laughs> act is very different. You have to watch it. You're
0: gonna I'm it. I'm very up for seeing it. Yeah. Alright, okay, cool. So if I end up watching Pig with you guys or other it. people, is there a podcaster or is this a Nick Cave? Yeah,
1: there's a podcast in the
0: Alright, we'll watch Pig. Alright, tune in next time or whatever. For Pig, apparently. Yeah. Bye!